Hello, and welcome. This is Self-Control, How to Build a Better Life, the podcast that inspires you to take control of your mind and your mindset to go forward and build the life that you want to live. My name is Patrick Strevens, and this podcast is something of a journey for me. It's chronicling my ascension towards peace of mind, if such a thing is possible. And I hope you'll make it a part of your journey to peace of mind and toward a better life as well honored that you're here. Today I want to talk about, well I'm trying to do this more and more, I want to talk about practical steps and practical uh, habits that you can undertake that I have uh, also undertaken and am undertaking uh, towards living a better life. And we're going to go back to something I've spoken a lot about so far and will never stop talking about (laughs) and that is journaling. But I want to be a bit more direct here when we when we talk about journaling and how we can use journaling to be effective in living a better life. How we can actually use that commitment and that that time investment into uh, getting results that we want. And again, if you're here, and the reason I'm here right now is we're talking about uh, living a better life, living a life that we're proud of, living a life that has meaning. So how can we use journaling? Uh, to do that. And I've spoken in some earlier episodes that I'd encourage you to check out. If you're if you're new to journaling, if you're looking to get started in keeping a journal, uh, there's some more practical tips on, on that. So I'm kind of taking this from the point of view of someone who's already at least uh, somewhat regularly journaling, you know, uh, daily or a few times a week at least, uh, keeping a record of what they do and how they feel and what they're, what they're sort of outlook on life is and and just keeping a record essentially and tracking um, their movements through life. So I want to speak specifically today about how we can use journaling to stop unhealthy or toxic habits. Um, I'm going to be real frank with you guys on this episode. Um, I I did use journaling uh, over the past few years to stop a pornography and masturbation uh, habit. Okay, so if that's not something you want to hear too much about, which I would understand, um, you know, I'll try and keep it uh, as light as I can, or I won't make it the focus of, but I, again, I understand if that's just not something you want to hear about. Uh, but again, I, I think that, well, as you'll see, uh, honesty and brutal frankness are uh, the first step um, to solving a problem. So uh, you're going to hear about it. Uh, just maybe don't picture it. <laughs> I guess I want to identify then the, the problems that we're going to solve here, right? Like if, if you're coming to this uh, show uh, in the hopes of a better life. If you feel in some ways that you're suffering, if you have a certain sense of low self-worth, uh, you have a lack of self-confidence, you maybe have a lack of meaning uh, or purpose or uh, unfulfilled in your life, uh, you find yourself bored, uh, experiencing what they call anhedonia, that's the absence of pleasure. If you feel some form of depression or anxiety, if you find it hard to socialize with others. Now, these are all things that if you recognize these things in yourself, and those are all things that I have experienced myself. I believe that journaling can be a step towards um, healing those symptoms, but they're just that, right? They're symptoms. So I want to argue that perhaps if you if you have some symptoms, like I just mentioned, there may be toxic behaviors, or unhealthy habits, or places where you're falling short in self-care that you're not fully aware of. And these behaviors or lack of 
could be destroying you more than you know. So again, this show really requires the listener to be at least one foot into the journey of a better life. You know, if we could talk a little bit about how if you're listening to the show and you're really not sure what the problem is, then maybe to to look at the symptoms, right? You may not know what exactly you're doing wrong or what the problem is, but you've recognized on some level that there's a sense of suffering, there's a lack of self-confidence, self-worth. You know, you're not where you want to be. You're not making the kind of money. You're not having the kind of personal interactions. You know, you just... I'm not saying you wish your life was like a movie, so to speak, but just a sense that there is more available to you and you're looking to seize that. And again, I would say too, when it comes to things like anhedonia, depression, anxiety, you know, if you have a real, I guess, and I'm not going to take a stance on, you know, the, the, the medical and physiological roots of mental health, let's say, but you know, if you have a clinical and a severe clinical mental health issue, this is not pretending to help you either, but you may find it useful if you're, if you're doing other things to help with that, um, mind mindset and, and thought processes and, and simple behaviors may be uh, a supporting, uh, supporting factor as you, uh, make that journey. And I have a lot of empathy for you if that's your, your case. And, uh, again, if, if this show is of any use to you, I, that'd be more than I could ever ask for. So as I said, I do believe that journaling, uh, is something that can help you, uh, you know, reduce the suffering in your life, increase your self-worth, uh, help you find meaning, all those sorts of things. A great, great way to reduce anxiety. I will say I've actually recently switched to journaling before bed instead of first thing in the morning. And it is really a great way to put the day in, in perspective. And I find it actually helps me uh, get to sleep a little better. And when I wake up in the morning, you know, I'm ready to take on that day rather than relive the day prior. So, um, you know, always, always be changing. I would say always be sort of tweaking and modifying your, your routine. And uh, you, you, you never know, you may have some unsuspected, um, advantages to that. So what I'm saying though, is that we can use journaling to identify where we are essentially harming ourselves or not doing enough to help ourselves and make changes to live better. Now this requires, it it does require time. This is not an instantaneous fix. Although, as I've said before, starting journaling now, uh, in some senses can be an instantaneous fix to anxiety and, uh, you know, and to just the sort of general confusion or uncertainty about where to go in life. You can start writing your life story right now. You can shut this podcast off right now. Go ahead, shut it off. And you could... You could start journaling, and I would, I would, I would say you would likely find a, a decrease in anxiety, and uh, you would find a certain sense of optimism uh, brewing when you put your thoughts onto the page. And I've spoken about that again. Please do check out those earlier episodes uh, regarding journaling. So, essentially, what I've got here for you is a four-step outline into how we can use journaling to help stop toxic habits and unhealthy habits. So the number one step, as with all pursuits in self-development, is honesty and brutal frankness. It is the only way forward to be as honest and as frank with yourself as you can. Okay, so let's make sure that no one's going to read your journal unless you want them to. You know, lock it up in a filing cabinet or whatever if you have to. 
When you sit down to journal, it is you speaking with yourself and you have to let it rip. You really do. Because, well, there's no other way. And if it's a struggle for you to be honest, you know, obviously if there's a sense of shame or there's things that you you don't want to talk about, I can understand that. There's been times when I've had things happen and it's like, oh, God damn it, I have to write that down in the journal. I have to, in some sense, relive that. I have to take ownership of that. I have to put that in context of my whole entire life and it's not always easy but you know you do it once you can do it again so I I can't force you to be more honest than you are I would of course advocate you to work on it but I would say um, the impact that you make here on the quality of your life will be proportionate to how much information you collect on yourself okay so that's that's what we're talking about here is using journaling as a way of collecting information. You know, how much how much of what goes on in your life can we record so that we can refer back to it? And you will not help yourself by choosing to not acknowledge certain things. Like if you have a, a drinking problem or if you were like me and you had a problem with pornography use and the over let's say the overdoing it of masturbation. That's the behavior that so often goes along with pornography. And if you're a man, uh, ejaculation, chronic, can have detrimental effects on your physical health and mental health. If you have a behavioral or substance abuse problem and you keep a journal and you choose to leave that out of your journal you're not helping yourself. You know, if you have a problem with anger and you're leaving out the instances in the day where you get angry, if you're depressed and you're lying on the couch days on end and you're, you're leaving that out, I mean, you're probably not writing your journal at that point, but you understand my point. You will not help yourself by not acknowledging the things that you're ashamed of or the things that may even seem trivial because they're so chronic and routine. Get everything down. Get it all down. Because again, we came to this conversation saying that you have some sense that something is wrong. And maybe you want to start talking about the symptoms, as we said. Low self-confidence, pain and suffering, boredom, anxiety, trouble relating to others, a feeling of unfulfillment. Start talking about that, okay? Start talking about that. I just, I don't see a way forward where you're not at least conversing with yourself about the things that, that seem to be, uh, going wrong. Okay. So honesty and brutal frankness in that journaling, even if it seems trivial, even if it's chronic and repetitive, even better, if it's that get it down on the page, the second approach, uh, in your journaling, if you're looking to, let's say, Get, get a handle on what seems to be going wrong in your life or if there are toxic habits that you're already aware of. The second approach, lower or forget your expectations. So ultimately, yes, this, this process is going to be about setting goals and making changes, but you cannot make those changes. You cannot say what the changes will be before you've collected uh, at least a few months worth of information on yourself. You can't necessarily go into this process believing this is how I'm going to change my life. Like, to be honest, when I started journaling 
uh, in the fall of 2018, I was regularly using marijuana, drinking multiple times a week, and 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 consuming hardcore pornography routinely and and masturbating all the time. I did not think that when I started uh, journaling, I almost said when I started drinking, well, <laughs> I didn't think that when I started journaling that I would essentially, well, yeah, I would essentially quit all those three things. I mean, I still, I still enjoy a drink or 12, let's say a few times a year, uh, but the, the chronic binge drinking, uh, chronic marijuana use, actually marijuana is completely out of my life and, and pornography and masturbation are all gone. Now I didn't go, like I said, I did not go into journaling thinking that that would be the outcome, but, but it was. And so we'll get, we'll get into that. But the point being, you can't go into this thing and set some arbitrary goals. Like I I would really, really tell you, it's like, okay, I have low self-confidence. I'm going to start journaling and I'm going to improve my self-confidence through journaling. It's like, well, okay, that's a fair enough thing to say, but you have no idea how that's going to happen. Right. And we're, we are going to get to how that happens. So if you set these arbitrary goals before you've collected the data, you're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment, right? If you're setting an arbitrary goal, it's like, I want to be, and and this is the problem with, with, with a lot of goal setting in some ways, right? Is like, we see this sort of distant vision of ourselves and how we would like to be. But, but what is that really, right? It's something like a cry for freedom. It's something like, well, I, I don't want to be what I am right now, but it's like, you'll always be who you are, right? You're not going to be different when you achieve that goal. So we're better off saying I, something along the lines of, I'm going to start a conversation with myself with no end, with no end in mind. I'm still going to be me at the end. I'm still going to become a version of myself. I'm not going to be a different thing. And it could be semantics, but before we go too far off the rails, let's finish the point. Before you've collected all the data, any goal you set will be arbitrary. And you, you have no idea if it's if it's fair or if it's too easy, perhaps. You're setting yourself up for failure and disappointment. So go in to this thing, this project of journaling with the intention of starting a conversation with yourself and getting to know yourself better. That's it. It's like, hey, man, I'm, I don't feel so well. I feel like I'm suffering. I feel like I am anxious all the time. I just cannot seem to get up the nerve to, to quit my shitty job and go apply for a better job. Or I can't get the nerve up to go talk to this girl that I work with. Or I can't, you know... Any number of things. There's a, We're full of these problems. I mean, I don't have the nerve to get out of this house that I'm renting and get a mortgage and 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 own be a property owner. I mean, that's a real life thing for me. And maybe I should think more about why I choose to stay in the situation I'm in. If those, if that's the case for you, don't say right away. Well, I, I'm going to change that. I'm going to go talk to that person. I'm going to go, oh, I'm going to move out and get a mortgage, right? I'm going to, st- I'm going to go out to the bar and talk to the first person I see. It's like, well, those, I mean, that's noble in the sense, if you want to take a radical approach, but why not say, look, I'm suffering. Things could be better. 
I think I need to at least start talking to myself about what the problem is, right? Like it's easy to see those symptoms and say, well, I'm just going to stop. I'm just going to stop the symptom. I'm just going to do the opposite. It's like, okay, but have you addressed the root cause? I, I believe that this, this form of journaling, collecting all this data on yourself will at least allow you to get a better handle on the root cause of what it is that seems to be ailing you. And again, this conversation that we are having right now seems it is between me and my older self and perhaps me and my future self too. I'm not telling you what to do or what not to do. I'm just presenting ideas in the form of a conversation, right? I don't want you guys to ever believe that I'm some kind of guru who's telling you guys how to live. So the third step now you've, you've, You've begun this practice of journaling. You're honest, you're frank, and you're consistent, right? Like you're doing this every day. You're sitting down and recounting your day every day with as much honesty and with you know as much detail as you can. And you have no expectations in doing this. It's like freeform jazz. You're just you're just gonna blast it out onto the page. Now the only sort of um no, let's be let's be clear here. It is freeform jazz, but you also need to be doing some like four on the floor rock and roll music as far as using metrics. Now, metrics are f- numbers, right? They're forms of measuring, and it's I'm I'm advocating here for quantifying your behaviors, your life into uh, into numbers, into measurable numbers, into data, right? Like we we don't want to put ourselves too much into a box. You know, we don't want to be robotic about this, but here I do believe is where the change will take hold. You need to track as many of the things as you can think of that might be important, right? So some examples would be sleep, eating. Like, At what point in the day did you eat? And if you're so inclined, start a food journal. What are you eating? And... By the same token, are you fasting and, and how long are you fasting for? I track the weather. I don't really know just why, but it's fun. It's like a memory test, really. Uh, perhaps your weight, waistline, any other biometrics, right? Uh, waistline, biceps, whatever you want. Legs, if you're if you're someone who's who part of your journey is, is to lose or gain weight, I mean, how, how could you not be... Uh, tracking those markers of size and weight in your body. Um, consumption of substances, right? Alcohol, marijuana, tobacco, nicotine, uh, mushrooms, <laughs> heroin, whatever it is, painkillers, whatever it is you're doing, cocaine, um, all these sorts of things, fentanyl, uh, you know, whatever it is that people do acid, um, write it down, write it down, write it down. Uh, sex is a big one, right? That's a huge physiological event. And that's part of the problem with my addiction to pornography, right? Is it became a sort of substitute for sexual variability, right? I was in committed relationships, but I was in in some sense tricking myself into believing that I was having these wild um, sexual encounters when really I, I wasn't at all, of course, right? It's, it's on some level, your, your unconscious or your, your lizard brain, let's say, thinks that, you've had all these wild experiences and, and that's 
part of the reason it's so addictive that is that novelty. You can see a million different things in one day on the internet, right? So again, keep good track of that. Um, what are you consuming? And as well, keep track of your, your sexual uh, behaviors throughout uh, the course of the, the month or the day that you're journaling, right? Whether it's an interaction with another person or, or with yourself. And again, <laughs> you may not want to, but again, you will not get anywhere you... I didn't get to where I got by holding off on, on what information I shared with myself. So I'll leave it that way. Uh, you may, I mean, it depends if you have a sense of what, what your habits or what your problems might be rooted in, then there's different metrics you could take care of or to keep track of, I should say, uh, screen time, um, money that you're spending, right? Like keep track of your spending. Have you, are you just blowing money on Amazon or, or going out and, and spending money like crazy on things you don't really need? How about time spent? Like we could say a wasted time versus a productive time log you know are you getting an hour or or no hours or no time of self-care right it's like whatever you could quantify into numbers whatever of your behaviors and processes you could quantify into numbers i would do so and so once you've begun this practice of honest and frank journaling with no expectation in mind other than to get to know yourself and you're now keeping keeping detailed track of all the things that you're doing uh, like in a prose form right like you're literally writing out your, your your movements and your thoughts and your day and you are tabulating your the metrics that are important to you you just now have to let time do its work be consistent keep that journal no end in mind other than getting to know yourself and and seeing what it is you're actually doing with your life What did you feel? What did you do? What made you do what you did? And and whatever else comes to mind. I mean, you know on some level what's what's important. Let time do its work and collect that information for, I don't know. I, I have here for one to three months. I, I think it took me longer than that to realize where my problems lied. But I mean, there's no... There's no harm in doing it for a month and then reading it and, and seeing what comes out of it. So here we are now at the final step. And this is, this can be fun. Like make the time for it is now you've got your, you've got your journal. You've got a, whatever it is, one month, three months, six months of your life in a book. Get another book or another piece of paper and go through and read that damn thing and start Start jotting down what comes to mind, what what begins to reveal itself, right? Because now you get to, in a sense, you get to look back at your own story, not objectively, but from an outsider's point of view, right? Now, of course, of course, it's not objective, but and you're very biased in in how you're going to keep this record of yourself. But you at least now get to go back and read the writing of who you were then, because you're not as much as I said you are the same person across time you're also a very different person across time right you've evolved in those three months and perhaps even the act of being forced to reckon with the things you do in a journal will be enough to start um, holding you back so 
you can start to you can start to see very very plainly was i sleeping enough was i eating well was i having too much or not enough sex was i looking at too much porn too much social media too much time watching tv watching news and it was making me feel negative it was making me feel afraid you know i'm watching the covid death count on cnn or the war in the ukraine death count it's like that can't be good over over a long stretch of time right there's nothing on the news but the blues as jay-z said and what occurred to me was like holy smokes it's like after every meal i have to have a nap it's like that's a energy problem big time and i suppose i don't know what the what the what the sort of inciting incident like i don't know what the kernel of the whole thing was but at some point i realized like whatever i'm doing is not good for my energy i'm i'm sleeping after big meals you know t- dragging my ass i'm tired but also it's like eh, women don't seem all that interested in me you know like i just uh, pale i saw a picture of myself (laughs) from years ago like so pale right like just not alive because in my case i was having these wild wild dopamine spikes looking at internet pornography and then the chronic ejaculation leads to in my view poor hormonal health and your your life force is literally exiting your body now it just left me as someone who was was weak and empty and um yeah inefficient or insufficient perhaps you know but the point being is once i was able to read in my journal i was like okay right looked at the porn and did the thing i do when i look at porn and then the next day had to sleep after a meal next day same thing next day huh I think we've got a problem here, but I think we've identified a solution. And I have to tell you, it was, it was, well, it was, I guess, almost four years ago when I got up on New Year's Day of 2019 and I said, I don't know how I'm going to do it, but I got to stop masturbating. I got to stop looking at porn. And it's been a long journey. But even, 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 within the first few weeks of trying and again i've fought and lost the battle numerous times but that first that first sort of head of steam you get when you start i saw the light and i saw the difference i felt clearer headed i felt less sloppy i felt more confident i felt energy within me i wasn't sleeping after meals you know and so this is then what i would say is you have to set your goals based on the data you now have like yes i wanted to take on the gigantic challenge of stopping pornography consumption and stopping masturbation but you can't go or at least i personally didn't feel i could go cold turkey on those things so i worked my way down i just (laughs) in the same way i went from drinking caffeinated coffee to part decaf to now full decaf i worked off the hardcore into just softcore stuff into just pictures Again, without going into too much detail, it had to be a sort of tapering off. And that's how I've been able to quit numerous toxic habits like marijuana, like pornography, like coffee. It was a tapering off. But I didn't know that until I was able to sort of see how my behaviors were. And I think too, once you see how it affects you, 
you know, once you realize that, again, for me, that low energy, that, that, that depression and anxiety, um, you know, inability to really feel like I was getting the zest of life that I was, that I, that was out there for some people. Once I saw how, what I was doing to myself was leading to that, it it was enough to make me at least start trying. So I, I think, like I said, you may feel that like just having to reckon with what you're doing and how it affects you might give you enough steam to start, um, setting goals as far as like, I'm going to now, I'm going to try and drink one less day a week, or I'm going to smoke a little less weed this week. Or it's like, you know what? I think the coffee is just giving me major anxiety, major, major anxiety. Uh, I got to like taper off to just half decaf, right? Or, I mean, I can't speak to this, but like, let's say you're someone who's just like very much into like just promiscuity and crazy casual sex. And you have, you know, you need validation from a new person or other people all the time. It's like, okay, maybe I'm just going to take a night off. You know, I'm going to stop being a whore, right? Maybe I'm going to, maybe I'm going to look into what it might look like to start having a discussion about being in a committed relationship. Maybe I'll go to a therapist about that. Maybe I'll do some self-exploration through writing, through prayer, through meditation as to why I operate the way I do. But it's hard to set accurate goals. And like, it's great to have those big goals where it's like, I'm going to stop suffering. It's like, oh, are you? Well, that's a great goal to have. But now we got to sort of back engineer it into small bite-sized pieces. And I would even say the bigger the goal, the higher the aspiration, um, the more tiny steps you should build into getting there. So again, if you have a sense that you've gone astray, as I think maybe you have, if you're here listening to this, uh, try this, this step, or I should say, try this four step process with your journaling, be as honest and frank and detailed as you can go into it with no expectations and no intention other than just starting a conversation with yourself and seeing where it goes then be patient and be consistent. Let time do its work. Collect as much of those of that data as you can and, and use data, right? Like freeform jazz, whatever you thought and did that day, but also metrics for whatever is important. Behaviors, right? Sleep, eating, fasting, weight. What are you consuming? How are you spending your time? Where's your money going? Are you making time for yourself? Are you making time for others, et cetera, et cetera? Now, it requires a certain amount of conscientiousness that I think you must have if you're here, right? Like you have a sense that something's wrong. There's some symptoms that have presented themselves. It's time now to start taking stock of what, what you're actually doing with your time and with your with your body. Now, if again, if, if you're finding that, well, I'm not even like, if you're listening to this and you're like, well, I don't have a problem. It's like, well, that's great. But <laughs> that really is great. You should come and host the show. Again, if you... I guess what I'm saying is if you have a, a limited sense that something's wrong, if, you, if you're just here curious about a better life for yourself, but you don't feel there's anything dreadfully wrong, same thing applies. Like just take the time to pay close attention to yourself. Track it over time, right? Like I, I talk about this on the show all the time now. Temporal stability. Make time to engage with your past through journaling 
right? Make time to engage with your future through through meditating or prayer or affirmation, whatever that looks like to you. To You're building a life for yourself in the future that you need to see. And live mindfully in the present most of the time. Deep breathing and focus on the task at hand. If you're making time for yourself across time in past, present, and future tenses, you'll get a much better sense of who you are overall, I believe. And so that would be the overall advice that I would give to myself (laughs) 10 years ago and you if you'd like to take it home. Pay attention to yourself and make time to engage with yourself across time. And you never know what you'll find, right? And a better life is possible for you. You have to believe that. You have to believe that. If I can quit my (laughs) addiction to peanut butter, to pornography and masturbation, to marijuana, anybody can do it. Anybody can do it. So I hope this is helpful. I would love to hear about it. Um, I'm going to set up an email inbox, but for now, just uh, try me on the Instagram account, self-control podcast. You can find me on Facebook too, I believe, Patrick Strevens, P-A-T-R-I-C-K-S-T-R-E-V-E-N-S. I hope this is helpful. Just remember, be honest, be frank, be detailed, have no intentions and no expectations, be patient, keep track of those metrics, and then you can set goals based on what you now know. That's that's key, right? Is Now look at how much you know about yourself over these last three months that you've done this and you can set reasonable goals. Set big lofty goals and dream, but then set small achievable goals. I'm going to do one less day, one less drink, you know, one more hour of sleep, one less hour of video games, whatever that looks like for you. We're all working on that peace of mind and that better life and it is possible. Never forget that. A better life is possible for all of us. And the the beautiful thing is you hold the key to that. It's in your head. So until I speak with you again, please remember, like I say, better is possible.